everyone and welcome back to the True Crime Talks podcast. My name is Katie and today I will be talking about the murder of Alice Ruggles. Alice Ruggles was the third of four children born to Sue Hills and Clive Ruggles. She was born on Christmas Eve 1991 and grew up in Tower Langdon in Leicestershire, England. Alice attended Leicester High School where she was popular and well-liked. She was described as a natural entertainer performing in school theatre productions and singing in the choir. She became interested in fencing at the age of 11, which quickly became a passion for Alice. After school, she studied at Northumbria University and became the club captain of the fencing club. She loved the city of Newcastle and chose to remain there after graduating from university. She moved into a flat in Gateshead and began working for Sky. In October 2015, Alice began chatting on Facebook with Trimmon Dillon, who went by the name Harry. The pair initially connected after Harry left a comment on a picture of Alice and a mutual friend, saying that Alice was the most naturally beautiful woman he had ever seen. Alice was flattered by the comment and reached out to Harry. Harry Dillon was a lance corporal serving in Afghanistan at the time. In January 2016, they met for the first time and go for a meal together at Nando's. On the first date, Harry told Alice that the waitress at Nando's fancied him. Truman Harry Dillon was born in India. His family moved frequently as his dad was in the army. Harry was raised in a Sikh household. After high school, he began studying at university where he was given the opportunity to study at Queen Margaret University in Edinburgh. He enjoyed life in Edinburgh, frequently going out clubbing, socialising and meeting lots of different women. When British Army recruiters came to Queen Margaret University, Harry decided that this was the path for him and enlisted after graduation. While stationed in Afghanistan, Harry came across Alice's Facebook profile. After leaving the comment on her picture, they began frequently texting and video chatting before meeting for the first time. After their first date, the pair spent the week together in Newcastle and then another week in Edinburgh where Harry's barracks were. Harry then returned to Afghanistan for another two months. In April 2016, Harry returned to the UK. During this time, Alice's friends and family began to notice changes in her. She became withdrawn and lost weight. She stopped socialising and fell out with her flatmates. As a result of this fallout, she moved into a new flat in Gateshead with her co-worker Maxine McGill. Alice's friends and family quickly realised that Harry Dillon was the reason for Alice's behaviour changes. It became apparent that he was controlling and possessive. He did not want Alice to wear makeup, nice clothes or go out drinking. She was not allowed to speak to other men and Harry demanded access to her social media and text messages to make sure she wasn't. In early August 2016, a woman contacted Alice claimed that she had been chatting with Harry on a dating site. As a result of this, Alice ended the relationship with Harry. She then found out that he had been using dating apps to meet women and have casual sex throughout their whole relationship. After Alice ended the relationship, 
Harry began to bombard Alice with phone calls, voice messages, texts and emails from several different phones. This continued throughout the months of August and September. In some of these messages, Harry was begging Alice to give him another chance and professing his undying love for her. In others, he was aggressive and threatening towards her and threatened to kill himself. He threatened that he would release private photographs of Alice that he had secretly taken if she did not forgive him. At one point, he stated that Alice was his and he was not used to being denied things which belonged to him. He also began harassing her friends and family to try and encourage her to talk to him. At this stage, Harry was obsessed with Alice. At first, Alice tried her best to be nice to him, but he took advantage of that in his attempts to get her back. She then began to ignore his messages, at which point he hacked into her social media so that he could read her messages. He knew who she was speaking to and where she was at all times by tracking these messages. At the beginning of September 2016, Harry found out that Alice had begun a new relationship. Alice had met Army Officer Mike. Harry set out to destroy this relationship and contacted Mike directly with claims that Alice was cheating on him. Harry then made several trips uninvited to Alice's home which would take him over five hours of driving each time. On the 30th of September 2016, Harry made the trip to Alice's home and left flowers and chocolates on the windowsill outside her flat. He had repeatedly rang Alice's doorbell and then hid when she looked through the spy hole to see who was there. She was concerned that it was him and did not answer the door. Hours later, Harry climbed the fence into the back garden and knocked on Alice's ground floor window. At this time, Alice was lying in bed. When she opened the curtains, she saw flowers and chocolates on the windowsill and Harry was walking away from the window. As he drove back to Edinburgh, he left a phone message for Alice where he kept repeating that he didn't want to kill her and he wouldn't kill her. After this happened, Alice contacted the police, telling them that Harry had taken the relationship ending badly and had hacked into her Facebook account. She also reported him leaving the chocolates and flowers outside of her house. The police initially took the incident seriously and reassured her that he would be stopped. The incident was classed as harassment and a police information notice was issued. The following is a clip from the 101 call that Alice placed to report Harry. Hi there, um, I just need a bit of advice really, um, more than anything. I split up with my boyfriend about three months ago. Since then, I know that he's hacked into my Facebook and also my phone. He's been sending me a lot of messages even though I've asked him not to contact me. And then tonight, he knocked on my bedroom window at the back of my ground floor flat. He's been outside and he, he's like left um, some flowers and chocolates on the like outside window. So and, like, he walked off, he's not done anything, but I'm concerned. And my friends have been telling me to call the police. I've been putting that off, but I just feel a bit like shaken up tonight. On October the 3rd, 2016, Harry's commanding officer tells him to leave Alice alone. However, that same day, he posts a parcel to her containing a letter and photographs of them together. 
The letter complained that Alice had called the police on him and that he was now facing the repercussions, including that they had taken away his laptop, iPad and phone. This was, however, a lie. Harry went on to say, I'm in a lot of shit now, but hope you feel happy now. I'm sending you everything I have that reminds me of you as you belong to another man. Wishing you two a happy life. I will never come in your life again. On the 7th of October, Alice receives the parcel and immediately reports it to police. The officer that she had previously spoken to was on leave at the time, and the officer that dealt with the second call was less sympathetic. He was dismissive of her worries and asks Alice if she wants him to be arrested or not. She chooses not to as she does not want to ruin his career. She later told her sister that she felt palmed off by police. The following is a clip of the second 101 call that Alice made. Somebody's been issued with a pen so that they can't contact me, however, I've had a letter off them. So you're reporting like the breach of, breach of the pen. What was the nature of it? Was it like threatening or was it harassing? No, um, not threatening. It just, it's just saying that he, he knows I called the police on him and he's had everything confiscated. It says at the bottom he won't contact me, so you know, this will be the last I hear from him. But he's, he's said that a lot of times and he, he never does seem to stop. After this incident, Alice realised that she was not protected by the police at all. She tried to make sure she was driven home to the front door each day by a colleague and immediately double-locked it behind her. On October the 10th, Harry drives from Edinburgh to Tyneside and scoped out the back of her flat. He then takes photos and takes two photos of Alice's bathroom. On the 12th of October... Harry drove down again from Edinburgh and parked near to Alice's flat, waiting for her to return home. While waiting, Harry was messaging another woman, trying to arrange a meeting later that evening back in Scotland. When Alice arrived home, she then spent the evening trying on a ball gown and messaging her new potential boyfriend. At around 6pm, all contact from Alice stopped. Harry had climbed over the back wall and this time forced his way into Alice's flat through a window. Harry then launched a savage attack on Alice. He picked up a sharp kitchen knife and cornered her into the bathroom. He stabbed her several times with at least six slash wounds to her neck. Only 20 minutes later, Alice's flatmate Maxine returned home and found Alice's lifeless body in the bathroom. The following is a clip of the 999 call made by Maxine upon returning home and discovering Alice's body. Please, I've just, I've just come back to my flat and the door was locked, so I crawled through the window and my flatmate's covered in blood in the bathroom. Is she breathing? I don't know, I can't, I can't look, I'm sorry. Okay, try, try and stay calm. Try and stay calm. What's your address? It's Rolling Road. Is she covered in blood, did you say? Yes. Okay, bear with us two seconds. <coughs> Alice! 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 Oh my god, she's dead! She's dead! <sighs> Which town are you in? It's Gateshead. Gateshead. What's yeah. your name? Maxine. Maxine. Please Who's come? Maxine. 
Not yet. What's your surname, Maxine? Maxine McGill. MC McGill. M-C-G-I-L-L. Okay. And yet the door was open. No, it wasn't open. I was walking up, crawled through my window that was open in the back door, and she's lying covered in blood. She's, but she's blue. So you had to go through the the window? Yes. Back door's open. No, the back door wasn't open. No, I was in my walk. Oh, All right, I've misunderstood. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Please. is in the bathroom. Is she in the bath or? I don't know. I don't know. Can you have a look and see if she's breathing for the ambulance? She's not. She's not. She's not breathing. No, she looks. No. Where's the blood from? It's everywhere. I don't know. Her leg looks broken. Everything. Say that again, sorry. Her leg looks broken. Everything. I don't know. I've got one of my colleagues on the phone of the ambulance. So, is she in the bath? She's in the bathroom. She's in the bathroom. Alice! 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 How much blood is there? There's lots. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. She was in the least that she was in the shower. She's everything to not go. It looks like she's been attacked. Please help. Oh my god, I can't even go on. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Try and stay calm. You're doing really well. Uh, things have been tipped over in the bathroom. Yes, and everything looks a mess. Like she's not breathing. She's actually blue. Please. Give us two seconds. Okay. Has any of you, anybody seen anybody around the bank here? Listen, sweetheart. I'm telling my colleague to get the ambulance to give you a ring because she's blue to see if you can. Yes, please. I can't get you Can I get my neighbour to do it, please? Yeah, I yeah. I can't do it. Please. Is your neighbour with you? you? No, I, I mean, I'm going to shut the door. Oh, my God. What's your call? She's called Alice. Hey. Alice. Alice, are you awake? Alice, I don't want to touch you. I really don't want to touch you. Right, is any of there with you? No, no, it's just kids out the front, please. Oh, Kevin, she's dead, she's dead, she's blue. There's an officer travelling. Is the ambulance oh. travelling, Kathy? Please, please, I need something here right now. I know you do, we're getting to you oh. as soon as we can. Oh, oh. <sighs> Just try and stay calm. Oh, Where are you? Try and calm down. Try and breathe. You're doing really, really well. You've done the right thing by giving us a ring. Try and breathe. I know it's very difficult. You've had a shock. Just try and stay calm. I know. How old is Alice? She's only 23. I mean, you're this is coming. I'd act as an absolute psychopath. 
Say that again, sorry. She put on a complaint in about her ex and she wrote 101 at the weekend to report that she's tried to contact and she says we're going to do nothing now this has happened. Right, who, who tried to contact her at the weekend? No, she's contacted 101 because she put in a statement about him two weeks ago. And about who? Her ex-boyfriend, Harry Dillon. Right, so have they, she been having problems with her ex? Yes. Yeah. So do you think that that's what it is? Yeah, I think you hear the siren. Oh. Oh. What's he called? Sorry? What's he called, the ex? Harry Dillon. Harry Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. Please. In your consent, he might be responsible. My neighbour's here. Right, okay. Did you hear any disturbance? Listen, listen. Ask your neighbour. Voice? Or oh, she had voices, so yes, I think it's definitely him. Why? Uh, sorry? Why do you think it's him? Because he was threatening like, to, to do bad things to her and stuff. Like, oh, sorry? My neighbour, my mother flatmate. I can hear the police are coming. Yeah, the same that we've seen. I'll wait with you until they're actually with you. Okay, okay you're yeah. doing really well. You're doing really well, Maxine. It's okay. Please help us. I don't know what to do. Are they with you there now, Maxine? Yes, the police are here. The police officer's there. Okay. Um, close your phone down for me, Maxine. Okay. As Maxine had named Harry as the most likely suspect in Alice's murder, he was arrested just hours later. He had returned to his barracks and was trying to escape over the wall. He denied all knowledge of the murder, however there was overwhelming evidence against him. Harry was formally charged and in court he attempted to play the murder off as an accident gone wrong. He claimed that it was Alice who attacked him. He explained in detail what happened during the physical altercation. However, the jury didn't believe the story. The judge commented that Harry was concentrating so hard on his story that he'd forgotten to pretend to be upset. Harry also tried to convince the court that Alice had fallen onto the knife. The autopsy, however, disproved this, revealing that Harry had likely slit her throat from behind. Harry Dillon was eventually sentenced to life imprisonment for Alice Ruggles' murder, with a minimum tariff of 22 years. Unsurprisingly, Alice was not the first girl to be stalked and harassed by Harry. His ex-girlfriend later came forward to reveal she too had suffered the same ordeal. Luckily, she had been able to take out a restraining order to deter him before she suffered the same fate as Alice.